How to stop worrying? How to stop worrying about things? Actually, at least in my experience, I think there is only one way that works. And obviously, just presenting it like this is a very is a simplification. But let's try to put it like this. Worries have at least if we assume that your mind is kind of normal working and not due to and not doesn't work properly due to a psychological condition, then what your mind usually makes you do are things that are kind of useful. Obviously the mind itself doesn't really know how to cope or the mind itself so on its own basically. So talking about the automatic system of your mind it makes you worry about things because these are things that are useful because these are things you should worry about and therefore if you think about it like this that worries and emotions in general are basically signals from the automatic part of your brain to the rational the you part of the brain system 2 defined by defined like this or coined like this by Daniel Kahneman and and Amos Travesky in their book Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow and if we take these things into account and we just assume that your body wouldn't make you worry about things that are out of your control for example then worries and emotions in general are just signals that would improve the way we interact with the world. Obviously, the problem is this, that evolution hasn't designed System 2 in a way that it is able to cope with today's environment, because today's environment is kind of different from what evolution has optimized for. And this is obviously a problem, therefore, you have to combat also. So, the one part is the theoretical part, this approach. The second part is realizing that this approach obviously doesn't hold true for all occasions because the automatic part of your mind isn't as well designed and isn't always smarter than... I mean, isn't always smarter, yeah, than the actual you part of your mind and therefore assuming that the automatic system always knows best is also kind of wrong because I mean, you obviously also can influence the automatic part of you, but that's not so, that wasn't so much the point. The point is much more that it wouldn't make sense to always trust your gut, because so your gut as, as a symbol, as a metaphor for all of these different things, the automatic part of you makes you do. I mean, obviously, these are often the right things. For example, if we feel right about something, that's basically kind of the automatic part of our mind signaling that there are very many, that there is data or there is data out there and the data seems to be, or seems to be, it seems to be best interpreted in a way that we feel good about a certain situation. So if we go somewhere where we are familiar, then that's something we are familiar with. That means, for example, in evolutionary terms, that if we are familiar with something, then, of 
For example, if we eat familiar food, this means just that the body has already had time, had already time to experience the facts of this food. And for example, finding out that it didn't kill us. And that's something that's very useful. This means if something seems familiar, if something feels familiar, has a good feeling, then this is something that's valuable. Because for the, from the evolutionary perspective, this means that it at least didn't cause any harm, and that's already also a benefit. So now, worries in general are kind of negative emotions about the future that kind of, I think, are designed to make us act. And what I've often found with myself, but also with other things, not with other things, but it's not that I draw from many sources right now, I'm just making, it's not that I make this up completely, but just forget this sidelined thought. So back to the main main thought, I guess. So if you assume that the worry itself is nothing that is kind of harmful, or if you just see it as what it is, as a sign, it's. I mean, you have to obviously separate the worry, the emotion uh, of worrying, from the decision-making part, which often is very hard because obviously emotions are designed to make us do certain things therefore they also work on many levels and also very good but seeing the worry itself as a silo is something that's valuable it's something that makes sense it's something is something that's logic and therefore it's not really about stopping to worry so there are now two things you can do about about a situation, a situation where you just worry too much. The first thing is to just encounter, to try to encounter the things you worry about. If you, if you, for example, worry about your financial future, about your education, about the financial future of your children, then the best help against this worry is to just do something about it, and then you obviously also feel better, because the automatic system obviously kind of rewards you for actions that go into the right direction and it's something that's also again useful and so doing something about this worrying part of you in order to not worry as much not, and you don't have to then so this is a very nice thing because it's a very nice system because if you make actually something make something about it and you actually feel that you make progress this also often is just true you actually made progress and even if you didn't make progress you actually just try to do something about it and that's the step in the right direction and that's also why you then feel good about it a problem often i think is this that as soon as you feel better about something the worrying also disappears and therefore the signal that kind of says to you that makes you do things kind of disappears and you are like oh yeah things are nice again and I think this is a very dangerous dangerous situation it's because if the worrying part of you kind of diminishes then you just get more loose in how strict you are with certain principles for example if you for example for example when it comes to optimizing sleep one of the first kind of principles is to just have a certain set of time to go to bed and to wake up. 
Why? Because then the body just knows at this certain time it has to sleep. And if the body knows it, then over time it actually can schedule all the rhythms. For example, the circadian rhythm obviously is not really influenceable or is not really there to influence, but it just knows and therefore it can actually prepare all the different things in our body to actually be sleepy at that time of the day. And therefore, for example, just keeping these strict bad times and standing up or waking up times is something that's again very useful, at least when it comes to optimizing the sleep. And if you then, for example, feel very good at the day and you are awake, then for example, let's take two scenarios. The one scenario, you are kind of, um, what's the right word? You're kind of emotional all day. I think it's groomy or groupy. <laughs> no, both things are, I think, not the right word I'm searching for, but I just cannot think of the right word right now. But moody, moody is the, is the word I'm searching for. So if you're, for example, moody all day long, and you cannot really concentrate on all these things, then that's kind of a sign of, for example, your sleep schedule could be a reason why you are in the state and not able to focus all day. And in this state of mind, the, the importance of a strict sleep schedule in order to optimize your sleep is something that, in importance at least, kind of hits you in the face. But if instead you are focused at the day and you can sleep at night, then you are like, oh yeah, it's just a given. I can't, I can't basically stay up as long as I want because I just don't have to care about these things because I'm always awake. But what you forget then is that, or what one tends to forget often, is that all these things, all these benefits you are, are enjoying now are just a result of you being strict in the past with all these rules, with all these principles you make up in order to optimize your life. And this is where the worrying part gets kind of, becomes kind of worrying. If the worrying actually disappears, I mean, it's obviously is a very nice thing because then you are just better, better when it comes to mood. But the problem is if it disappears, I mean, this is just not the solution. The solution is not to be happy. The solution is to just be able to encounter all the emotions and just to not get into the emotions as much. It's You don't want to be happy all the time, but instead you want to be able to also cope with negative emotions because they just appear out of nowhere and you cannot really influence whenever these negative emotions and also negative life situations just happen. Because some, sometimes things just happen and you very often things just happen and you cannot really influence them. Therefore, the solution is not to be happy all the time. The solution is not to live in paradise all the time, but the solution instead is to be able to cope with all the different situations. This can mean being happy. So coping with the emotion of being happy and maybe try to regulate the emotion down a little bit because you know that I actually just stumbled, stuttered which is something I usually don't do, but if you just see emotions as the signals and also worrying as the signal that they really are, then they become much more of a tool. And if you then have also the tool available to just cope with these emotions and to just act regardless of your emotions sometimes, then 
this is something that will maybe stop the worrying. So as a final result, in order to stop worrying about things in the future, you can either try to do things that go into the right direction and actually diminish the worry, or you just leverage your ability or just try to up your ability to cope with stress. There are many different things you can do to cope with stress. I mean, obviously sleeping better, eating better, but there are also very simple things like just just inverting the proportion, for example, of inhaling to exhaling. This can mean that if you just exhale longer than you inhale, proportionally, so the proportion of the time, this just calms the body down because it actually um, slows the heart rate down and therefore you just become more relaxed just by acting, just by doing these things, just by using these methods, these skills. And therefore, how to stop worrying is not really a guide to never have to worry again, but it's much more a guide how to cope with worry, with the emotion worry. 